I'm gonna get out of here live though. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Alright, you ready? I am. And in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing today? I am your host, Orlando Legend, aka Big T. And today I am recording a very special episode of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. Uh, I actually have been scared to do this one because I didn't know if I was going to make it out of it alive or not. But um, I contacted a few uh, people at the police department let them know I was going to be at. So, you know, I kind of secured my safety. But then again, that might not mean a thing when it comes to my next guest. Uh, but I would like to thank her for joining me today. Um She's a very busy entrepreneur. She's a mother, business owner, a senior cosmetologist, makeup artist, photographer, and also looking forward into getting into the baking game to take that over as well. My next guest, Lydia Patrick, everyone. Hello. <laughs> she's very, she's very, uh, I'm pushing my words. She's very stern and at the same time brilliant, but, um, mean with a, a hint of truth in all her words. So, you know, I want you to take that, uh, in advance. Uh, Lady, why don't you introduce, introduce yourself to my audience? Um, hello. My name is L-Y-D-I-A. Lydia, not Linda, not Olivia. Um, I'm a senior cosmetologist. Out of Crofton, Maryland, originally land of Maryland. And in November, I will would have been in business for 20 years. Anything you need to know? <laughs> 20 years. Wow. That's that's crazy. So basically since 2000 or 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. 2001. November 2001 is when I got my license in the mail. That's the year you came out of high school? That's the year I came. <laughs> I got my license in the mail. I came out of high school in 99. Oh, okay. That was dope. Whoop, whoop. do bow. The year of 99. I think, I, I think Cash Money had just took over, and I was starting high school. So I have a story. Okay. So... Cash money was coming and they were taking over. And so me and my girlfriend, two, three of us, we were trying to get to this concert down to Howard for homecoming. Mm-hmm. And it was a cash money concert, biggest concert going on. And of course I was in charge of getting tickets. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, well, we're not going to get, you know, we ain't going to get all cute too much. Put your booties and your boobs and stuff out. We ain't gonna do that because we going down to DC, the Howard, it's cash money, things gonna get a little crazy. So we went and bought matching um outfits. Matching sweatpants. Okay. Like, uh you know. Yeah. Gray sweatpants and hoodies and stuff. Because we wanted to be comfortable and we needed to carry some blades and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
we was playing and playing and playing and, you know, playing. Where are we going to put the blade? You know, we got to make sure we got on the right shoes just in case, it, you know, we got to, you know, fight, run the whole night. Mm-hmm. So we was ready to go ahead and take it. But then, damn, they canceled the concert. I don't know why they canceled the concert, but we was ready to go to that concert. Um, but yes, they canceled the concert, but we were suited and booted, ready to fight. <laughs> Cut, stomp, <laughs> and, and shake our asses and sweatpants. <laughs> so y'all had the outfit with no place to go, basically. No place to go. Wow. No place to go. But we, I remember that. I remember that because I went up Landover Mall to the Macy's. Or was it? It might have been Hex to get the tickets. Wow. Yeah. Did they did, uh, did they ever loop back around and come back and redo a concert? Okay. Not in that year, and not in my time that I was trying to go see them. Okay. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, I guess as a group, that was like the last year you could really say they was torn and the shit was popping. Exactly. Okay. So, as long as I've known you, hair has been your um, career slash. I guess you can say thing you did. It's my life. It's your life. It's literally. Okay. Blood, sweat, tears, sleep, eat, drink. (laughs) (laughs) You got, you got like a blow dryer and a comb tattooed on your back and saying about this. (laughs) It's actually on my arm. Okay. It doesn't say about this, but if you see the tattoo, I am about this. I am about this hair style of life. So what, what brought you to the cosmetology field? So I have an aunt. Mm-hmm. A favorite aunt. So, okay, let me backtrack. So, I have an aunt. And growing up, my mom did not take me to get my hair done. It was, you know, Miss P's blowing curls mm-hmm. and relaxes in the house. But she would take my sister to go and get her hair done. I don't know what that was about, but I'm glad I didn't go. Because they, at, the, at one point, they were coming home with Jerry Curls. <laughs> 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 That's just not you. I would have completely died if that curl was in my head. Um, but um, my aunt Lisa, um, she lived in Essex, Maryland. You know, Baltimore, Essex, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And um, periodically, um, my mom or my dad would drive me up to her place about an hour and some halfway, and she would do my hair. And I loved going to her house to get my hair done because she would get me right. Because my mama, look at them them school pictures. <laughs> <laughs> it tells a story. <laughs> this is a path you don't want to go down. <laughs> it tells a story. Big up to my moms and all, but uh, hair not her thing. But um, we would go up there and I, she, I didn't even have to say anything. She would just be like, oh, I'm going to do your hair like this. Or she would just go for it and not say anything. And I would watch her intensely in the mirror, um, braid my hair, curl my hair. Usually it was braids and then curls. And I would intensely watch her braid. And um, I started trying to learn how to braid when my hair wasn't done, when I would have to take her style out. And when I would practice braiding on dolls or whoever was there, um... I learned how to braid. I did it. 
but I learned, I picked it up backwards, but I would get the job done. So when people watch me braid, they're like, yo, what is up with your hands? Um, cause I typically don't, it doesn't look like anybody else you see braid. So typically when people braid, ladies will get this, people grab the hairs with their pointer finger. Mm-hmm. I grab the hair with my middle finger, but the way my wrists are, they just look like little spiders <laughs> down <laughs> the head. But I got it. You know, it's been my thing. Um, and it just, you know, it just went off from there. She, I would, like I said, I just would intensely watch her in the mirror and, um, I just picked it up from, picked it up from there. She was like this hair goddess to me. And it, I guess now I still look up to her. I still, you know, she's still my favorite, one of my favorite aunts, but, um, when you get older, and you're in your, you know, where you want to be in. Now you're learning people's truths. Um, I just wish, I wished more for her because I got my, I have my license. I've, I've flourished and got my license working my own business. And I wish that for her. I thought this whole time she was like me, mm-hmm. like business license, best stylist in Baltimore and. She didn't have, she missed that opportunity. And I didn't really learn that until I was grown. So I'm very sad by that. She had a skill, a great skill, apparently. And and she wanted her license. She wanted, she wanted, she wanted to do what I'm doing. And when I talk to her now, um, she always tells me how proud of me she is and how, you know, she wanted, this is what she wanted to do. If it's like a shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm-hmm. If I did this, I should have done this. Blah blah blah. Um, but I, I, you know, it really. I guess it really didn't matter to me as a child because I, I thought she was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I thought she had given me a skill that she didn't even know she gave me. So <laughs> <laughs> and you took it and ran with it. I took it and ran with it. <laughs> so um, definitely. You know, the props go out to her and, um, without her even knowing it. Um, and the funny thing is the, the closest person to me, the person that I shared a room with almost all my life, you know, my sister, she actually worked in a salon. She worked in Delta Hair Designs. Um, I think at Iverson. And I would always like, dang, my sister's so fly. Dang, dang, dang. She got the new hair dude. This is after the Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> Way to swing that back around. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm like, oh, she's so fly. You know, I was, you know, she, she had, let me see. This is in the nineties. This is like 90, a little before 91. She graduated in 91. So this is a little before 91. And, um, she would come home. She had the MC hammer pain. She had the, you know, the original MCM purses and, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was like the flyest thing in the world. Um, but I never knew what that life was in the salon. I'd never been to a salon. I've never gone to get my hair done. I've never been to my sister's job other than walking past it in the mall. So the close, like I said, the closest person to me, I probably should have got the experience, experience from I did not. 
but I want, I, I, I wanted the experience. Like I wanted, I, I was always curious, like, dang, what's she doing at salon? What they doing at salon? I need some tips, some tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and she, you know, she ain't, she was getting her hair done. She wasn't doing, doing no hair. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, just, I don't know. So did you start out like, uh, doing your friend's hair or, you know, getting like clients from like, friends in the neighborhood or whatever? So the earliest memory I have of doing hair is doing my own hair. Okay. Um, And just like my mom not doing it the way that I wanted it done. Mm-hmm. That was the driving force for me to be like, let me do this hair. So I would, you know, I think at the time, like seventh, eighth grade, um, kind of six at the end of sixth grade, but seventh, eighth grade definitely is when it, I got it popping. Um, the beginnings, um, because I wanted my hair in a certain way. And like middle school is, you know, we got elementary school, we showing up, you know, new gear, new hairdos, new self. And so my parents, did not take me to the hair salon to get the Holly Berry cuts and the Tony Braxton cuts and the French, the neat French rolls, nice slick back with the hump in the top, <laughs> curls on the side. You know, it wasn't doing that. The best I could do um, before um, I really started doing my hair was like pull it up in a ponytail and just kind of f- curl it and flare it out. Mm-hmm. It was just a mess. <laughs> just a mess. Just in a, in, a, in a huge bang. And then it was a bang off to the side. So, you know, the bang started to go across like a Chinese bang. And then it kind of slanted. And the hair fell on the side of your face. It was just a mess. But um, I just really was like, I want my hair cut like um, Holly Berry at the time. It was like just a bowl cut, short, shaved in the, in the back, tapered on the sides. And um, I just really wanted that cut. And... I was not going to that hair salon, so I cut it myself. And so we had a a, um, a bathroom downstairs, a half bath in the basement, mm-hmm. and I would be down there all the time doing my hair. And so I was down there cutting my hair, washing, cutting, and my mom came home, and I would stay down there. So my dad would be upstairs sleeping. Um, to prepare for work. So when my mom came home, I would peek, 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 see if it was time for me to go up there. And so I just kind of walked up there and I said, look, 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 my hair, my hair. <laughs> and she wasn't mad. Now, I typically, a mom would be like, what the hell? You done cut your damn hair. So my hair was, I always had shoulder length there. <laughs> so I... I thought that's how it was going to go, but she just was like, if that's how you want to look, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No judgment here. Listen, if you love it, I like it, I guess. And so, um, but when I shaved the back, (laughs) I could never get that right. I will always come out with these two eyes in the back. (laughs) I would have to try and wear my collar shirts a little, you know, up, 
up mm-hmm. to kind of cover those two eyes. But I cut it so damn bad. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't no hiding that. Oh man, I cut I cut it so and I just kept doing it. But I mean, I I felt like each time I did it, you know, I had to perfect it. Eventually, you know, I just stopped cutting it so damn low. Um, and then I didn't have the tools. I didn't know the tools. I I just knew how I wanted it to look. I didn't I didn't I never been into a hair salon, so I didn't see the shears, the clippers, the this, the that. I, I got some kitchen shears. Them joints pull apart, <laughs> make the crooky sounds, and I just got the chopping. And I mean, I just made it work. Curled my hair real good, and I thought I was doing it. Um, started doing the stuffing, literally stuffing socks in my French rolls, and I was doing all types of stuff. Um, but that's how I felt like I was keeping up with everybody else. You know, my, my parents wasn't into we in the salon every week, we in the salon every other week. We wasn't doing any of that. The best they could do for me was take me on up to my own house mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and um get my hair done. I think also I started braiding um when I would watch my I would watch my aunt braid my hair. This is when she, now she's adding extra hair to my hair. Mm-hmm. So this is um I, I can only put everything with like a movie or a song because that's just how <laughs> I guess I record my life. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so and I match the hairstyle. So in this time, you know, Poetic Justice is out. So everybody rocking the Janet Jackson braids. Okay. And so I couldn't get up to my aunt like I wanted to. Again, I'm in middle school and she's like an hour and a half away. So she did it for me once. And then I would tell my mom and dad, you know, can you buy me some hair? And then I would just do it myself. And they were, the braids came out really, really well. Um, Braiding just kind of took over. Like I was braiding any and everything, everybody. It was just my thing. Um, I still like the sassy cuts and all of that stuff, you know, because uh, uh, there were so many actresses that were rocking these styles that I really still wanted and saw my friends wearing everything. But braiding just kind of took over for a minute, and um, then when we when I left. Um, middle school, my parents moved us to Texas and I, <laughs> I just kind of checked out. Like, we doing what now? <laughs> <laughs> can we, can I, we talk I, about this? <laughs> I literally checked out. Like, what are they saying? This isn't, this is like my mom growing up, my mom always threatened to send me to Jamaica. Okay. She's like, I'm going to send you to Jamaica. You're going to live with your aunt. Your aunt is just because I was bad. But I didn't think I was that bad. But anyways, um, but she will all, that would be the threat of my life. I'm sending you to your aunt. Uh, I'm like, no, don't do that. I'm going to be good for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a little break. <laughs> but, um, they ended up thinking moving to Texas was, I guess, a good start for the family um, and would be a good start for me to stay out of trouble. Because, man, middle school was, those were some fun times. 
But when we got out there, I had a little boo that was here. And so um, we left. I My mom took me to his house. I'm crying. I mean... <sighs> Boo hoo! <laughs> and he was an idiot. What the hell was I thinking? So, <laughs> okay. But anyways, um, so we we moved to Texas. So a little backtrack to the end of eighth grade. So if you're from PG County, or I guess in all, I'm guessing all eighth graders go through this. The high schools that are the neighboring schools for the kids, the counselors bring a team to your school. And so I was going to Thurgood Marshall and Crossland, Forestville, Largo, and some other schools. I can't, but because we, so many people, so many people in the area came to Thurgood. Mm. Um, so a lot of high schools came. So my school would have been Crossland. My sister graduated from Crossland and all I knew was she graduated from there. I'm graduating from there. And I knew from her that they had a hair program in Crossland, um, the cosmetology program. So when they come, they map out your whole high school career. I mean, it's damn near like you're going to college. Mm -hmm. And so I, I told when I, when you get the paperwork, you know, you're reading it and I'm like, Oh, Oh, Oh man, hair, hair, hair. So I told the counselor, this is what I wanted. And, um, you have to line up your classes because this is now what you're going to be training and getting a license for, like the auto mechanic and barbering and all the other things they offer in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to make sure that you get all of your credits aligned so that you can enter the program. I think it started in 10th or 11th grade. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, 11th grade. Um, so you have a schedule. So I left Thurgood with four year plan. Like I'm coming out of Crossland with my license. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, college was always on my mind to do because I knew I was going to come out with what I wanted, um, which was my hair license. And then here my parents come, we're moving to Texas. And I'm like, I got my four year plan. I got my boo. I got my best friend. We we rocking. I'm like, life is great. And now we moving to Texas and I'm like devastated. <laughs> what does it look like moving to Texas? I'm going to miss my friends. I'm going to miss my boo. I ain't going to go to Crossland and get, you know, go to do the hair program. I'm like, this is not life. So we get down there. I mean, and I literally, I, I, I think I cried the entire drive to Texas. Wow. From wow. That's, that's the punishment in its own. <laughs> we go back now. I'm good. You will never, you will never hear me acting up again. And, I mean, if they just gave me, I would have probably been a straight A student. If I knew that van, that safari van was going to make that Yui and get back into Maryland. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's like life is over. So we get out there and my mom didn't come with us at first. She was tying up loose ends here. And I think she was getting my brother, my sister settled because my sister didn't come with us. 
she stayed to go to college and stay at my grandmother's. And so we get out there and we get to having to register for school. So my parent, my, my dad more so is saying, you know, they have all of what you want to do in the school and the schools are good out here. And I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm hoping I have a little bit of hope that, oh, I'm, they going to have the cosmology out here. <laughs> we go register. I have, you know, I have all my classes and everything. I'm telling them everything that needs to be uh, lined up for me to do this head thing. They tell me, we don't got that out here. <sighs> mm-hmm. Well, I just died again. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, so what? I'm at a loss because I'm like, now what do I do? I I don't know. Just throw anything up there now. But I didn't allow that to happen. What I ended up doing is I lined up. I took that paperwork from my from middle school mm-hmm. that transcript I guess they put me in all the classes that I would have done here and I kept along that schedule because the whole goal again was here but also the way it was set up I would have accumulated so many credits that I would have accumulated early and I just wanted to get it done mm-hmm. um, I focused more on band I was, I did play clarinet in middle school. Actually, I started playing clarinet in elementary school. Um, I was going to continue in band. That's something to do because that's just what I I, I learned to do. Mm-hmm. Um, first chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did continue with that. And that kind of like took the place of, I guess, the hair thing because I did it while I was there. We were only in Texas for maybe a little less than two years. Um but it was devastating to, uh, to add on top of it. They didn't do like ninth grade, 10th, 11th, 12th in one building. They did like a ninth grade center. And I'm like, huh? what the f? <laughs> so we don't get to see nobody but the ninth graders? That's different. So <laughs> it, this, I mean, the whole world was upside down. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and then you know we're going to you know I think up here the t- they were talking about uniform, but if I would have went to Crossland, it would have been no uniform. I don't think uniforms came into play until after I graduated in '99. Um, but we ended up having to wear uniforms. It wasn't like your standard uniform. It was like a white collar shirt, polo shirt, no logos, and denim jeans. Now, the variations of that were, for girls, were, um, of course, skirts, had to be to the knee, jumpers, um, and then you had to wear black shoes. Black shoes, no logos, no nothing. They were very strict on it. Um, something that PG County can learn from. <laughs> um, but it was, dev- to me, it was devastating. I did not like it at all. Um, so I'm just going through the motions. I'm going through the motions, going through the motions. I I just, it was just a daze. So there, I was getting into a lot of trouble or whatever. I think for me, I think the trouble, you know, it elevated a little. Um, and then, 
you know, I finish ninth grade. I go to 10th grade. We're still in Texas. I'm like, we are just not leaving, are we? So, <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm out there, um, I get the girls, the hair game in Texas for that, you know, that age, you know, ninth grade, because that's all I saw was ninth grade, mm-hmm. um, was the, they call it stacking. So the curls would just stack and we had a height limit of how high you can wear your hair. Um, because people would complain that you could, they could not see the teacher in the board. <laughs> <laughs> they was high top fading with the curls. They was high top fading. They would slide the curls and mess. But so, um, <laughs> I never got into that. I never, I think I kept my hair short. Um, I kept, I was still chomping on my hair and kept it short. And, um, the girls that I would meet, they thought it was like the hot thing. Like, oh, you from Maryland? And they, they only saw DC. Mm -hmm. They heard Maryland and thought instantly DC. I don't really claim DC. I am a Maryland girl. Mm -hmm. It, period. So, but I went with it. They were like, oh, you from D.C.? And something about, I don't know what it was, but they just thought, like, I guess our style, you know, big city, I guess, because the town was Beaumont, Texas, and it's like two hours outside of Houston. So it's like nothing out there. Like, literally, I saw tumbleweed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Real life tumbleweed. Um, But they just thought, like... I guess style-wise, we were it. We were like, man, that's where you from? Oh, my gosh. So, for how, I don't know how it got started, but I started doing nails. And I would have people at the house, or I would go to them, or I would do their nails while we were in school. Somehow, some way, I would get these girls' nails done. Um, and, I, I mean, I was, the nail game was it, man. They were on me. And I, in my mind, I said, I'm going to save up this money and I'm going to get on the first one. <laughs> so I'm getting, I'm I'm getting out of here. Because this is not working. Wow. Um, that in my, in my mind, like I never verbalized it, but in my mind, you know, the money was so, I mean, they were, and at the time, I mean, getting $25 to do somebody's nails and having all these girls getting their nails done, that was a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then it turned over to me doing a couple of haircuts and curling and stuff. I, that's when I started doing my mom's hair a lot. I, I did her first cut in Texas. I'll, I'll, it was a, I think I cut it over one ear and I slanted it all the way down. That was a style. Um, and then all of a sudden, middle of 10th grade, yeah, we're going back to Maryland. Me and your father, we splitting up some, some, some. Who's going to Maryland? Because <laughs> that's who I'm going to live with. Yeah, listen, whichever car, whether the safari van or the Oldsmobile, <laughs> Cutlass, which one? First day smoking. I don't care. And so I never even thought about my parents' divorce. I never even 
it wasn't a thing to me. It was like, oh, y'all splitting up? Cool. Who won Maryland? That's all. And I was, I guess, I always tell people when kids get to like 16, they're in that selfish stage. I've seen it. And I was in a selfish stage. I was like, mom going back to Maryland? Okay, let's pack up my room. And they tried so hard. My, I have been asking to be put in gymnastics, I think, my whole little girl life. And um, to kind of give me something to do, my mom put me in tumbling in Texas just to kind of, you know, I, don't, I guess, I don't know what she felt, but I'm assuming, you know, give her something that she wants that she can, you know, calm herself down. Like, I really hated Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you let it be known every chance you could. <laughs> So she put me in tumbling or whatever, but it, and I, I was in tumbling so that I can try out for the cheer team, but I never really messed with a lot of the girls. I didn't click well with those girls. Um, and so it, that never, nothing came of that, you know. Um, but when we got back to Maryland, man, then I, I'm thinking we're, we're going to move back to Maryland to Temple Hills. And I, I'm like, I'm right on time. Like, it's 10th grade, it's 10th grade, I'm going to go to Crossman, I'm going to do the hair thing. Yes, I'm right on time. I'm just going to be like, I never left. We moved to freaking Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, is, this isn't what I thought was happening. What is going on? What's Lamb? <laughs> How the hell far is Lamb from Temple Hill? Somebody tell me something. So, I'm, you know, I'm trying to map it out. I, I have mapped this thing. And I'm like, man, I'm far from my friends. I don't know nobody in no damn Lana. And then she, I'm like, so what school? And they registering me. Duval. God damn it. What they got? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm like, I'm doing everything. I got all the credits. I need all the credits. They talk, You know, I still, I held on to that four-year plan of when they came to eighth grade. And I get the Duval registration. Man, Miss Weary, I will never forget her. I will never forget her. She ruined me. So I get in there. I have a gazillion credits. I'm doing everything right. Because I'm following that same plan. I don't know why I'm still following that plan, but I'm following the plan. And I... Give her the transcript from the old school. My mom gives her the transcript from the old school. And so I tell her. So I heard through the grapevine that even if I went to Duval or whatever school, if I wanted to complete a particular program, they would bus me to the nearest school that had the program. And so the nearest school for Duval was Bladensburg. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm good. Any way I can get this damn license, I'm gonna get it. So I go and we go in there, they're registering me, and this counselor is saying, I don't have enough credits. I'm like, I do have, and I kept saying, I do have enough credits. I do. I said, I've been taking, I did everything I'm supposed to do, plus some more credits. Mm-hmm. And she's telling me, no, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't. I'm like, what are you? But I, I mean, she, she's the counselor. She's the adult. I'm the child. My mom, you know, did, we're assuming what she's saying is true. So I just had to go on and take what I took. And um, I get to 12th grade, just a little bit of fast forward. 
and I go back to the new 12th grade counselor. And at this point, my I have so many credits, like they're trying to, I only need to do English and math. But I needed to, I think I needed to pick up another class just because they could not release me after one class. <laughs> 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 it would have been great for me. But <laughs> they would not release me after one class. And I had to pick up another class because I had to be there at least for two classes. So 12th grade year when they did my classes, the lady is like, um, are you, I think I had put down there that I was going to go to hair academy. I didn't know how that was going to work. I didn't know what that cost. In my mind, I'm just like, I'm going. Is somebody going to give me a grant? Do they give people grants before they graduate? Clearly, I had it all twisted. They do not. Okay. You do not get a grant while you're still enrolled in public school. (laughs) (laughs) To go to any uh, vocational schools. You have to have graduated and then you go in. Um, So that didn't work. Um, and I I got out of school early and I just got out of school early and went to work. I was working at McDonald's at the time. McDonald's, the grocery store, they're all over the place. Um, so, but the counselor told me that you could have started this in 11th grade. You've, you've had all these credits all the time. You could have been in the program and I was devastated. I'm like, wow. <sighs> I the one damn chance and it's the only thing I wanted to do and it just was snatched and I'm just like well how the hell am I going to pay for head school when I get out because who's paying for it and how does grants work with hair school because all I'm hearing is go to college go to college go to college get a scholarship get a grant get a this get a that nobody's talking about vocational school nobody nobody in my circle nobody um so I, I just didn't know how it was going to look. I told my parents that I was going to get into investment banking just to tell them something because I really didn't have a plan other than hair. Um, college, to me, it just wasn't there for me. I knew it wasn't going to be there for me. So um, to go back through high school life, when I got to Dubai, I had a girlfriend that was there. Um, we had been friends through middle school. There was also another young lady that was, we had been in middle school together. Two, it was three girls that was from my middle school that were there. Um, one I knew well, two I just knew in passing. And um, I accumulated some friends and I, I accumulated some hardcore friends. Like these are my girls like to today. Um, <laughs> some have dropped off and some like 10 toes down all day. Um, and we, I, when we were in high school, we had a lot of bomb threats. Like it was endless. Like I feel like it was a bomb threat every week. Um, I wasn't really school oriented, but I kept my grades like really good. I think the bad, the worst grade I had was a C in English. Like I kept that C going in English. I hated writing. I hated reading but could do both really well, but just didn't apply myself. Math was my thing. Um, and so when we would, I, I would never be in school. I showed up on Wednesday for the rib sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't care what nobody say. The rib sandwich used to be Yo, fire. <laughs> PDs don't get nothing on PG County rib sandwiches. No. Um, 
But I think I think I showed up mostly on Wednesdays for that sandwich. <laughs> um, and other other than that, you know, I was working. I think I was doing a little bit of braiding here and there. I I remember getting. Like, oh, you know the printers that have the perforated edges? Mm-hmm. I, we had a printer like that, and I printed off a couple of flyers. It had a rose on the side, and it said braiding and hair by Lydia. All in white paper, very pale, faded gray mm-hmm. ink. And I posted. I started pounding the pavement early. I started putting them in all the apartment complexes near and far. And then my dad caught wind of it, and he had a graphic design friend um, in Texas. My dad was still in Beaumont. And the, he took my senior pictures, because this is now 10th grade summer, I guess. You do your, or 11th grade summer, you do your senior pictures. And he took those pictures, and he took the one picture, and he put it on those cards. Man... Man, I was everything. <laughs> Tell me nothing. I have arrived and don't even have a license. <laughs> <laughs> so though I got five thousand cards from this gentleman, my man, my my dad's friend, mm-hmm. and um, I put those cards. I mean, by myself. Not a so I went. What what what's the link? I lived in Woodland. They were all over Woodland, countryside, Greenbelt, Okay. I was up Greenbelt. I got a letter in the mail from Greenbelt telling me that if they caught me, I'm <laughs> you know they will find me. So that's when I started learning about the municipalities. Um, Greenbelt ain't one to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, be floating through there, soliciting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just, I had those cards everywhere. Um, the Pizza Hut, the, the McDonald's I worked in, the grocery store. I mean, there was a Rite Aid in that shop. I, these cards were everywhere. I gave them, I started giving out cards in school. Um, cause I, I had a, the, the phone number. Let's talk about the phone number on them, them cards. <laughs> so I had, when I got my job at McDonald's at 15, I got a pager. Okay. And my mom hated that. She did not understand. I kept saying, Mom, I got clients and friends, you know. I got to call them. I got, they got to have a number to get me. And she was like, whatever. What? Just whatever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I think she was also like, it, it might have just went over her head. Like, what is she doing? But she's like working. You know, single mom here. It's three of us, you know, three kids in the house. Now my sister's living back with us as well. And she's working two jobs. So, you know, a lot of these things my mom didn't know that was going on because she was working a part-time after she got off her full-time. And she was working in, you know, late. So, I'm, but I'm still, you know, I'm hustling, doing the underground hustling with the hair and stuff. And, um, <laughs> man, those, those cars were everywhere. Um... So the phone, the, the pager thing, she didn't like. So then the next year, I got a phone, a cell phone. And I was, I just went, the pager came from 7-Eleven. Y'all know where Cipriano Square is. Wow. 7-Eleven right there. I rolled it in there, got my little pager, rolled out. And then the next year, I got the, the cell phone. I went in a radio shop. Sprint was doing prepaid. 
I've got the phone. I came home, told my mom, this this my number. And she was like, well, what the hell you need a page and a cell phone for? <laughs> Ma, Ma, people be calling, they gotta call them back. I'm tired of dropping quarters in the pay phone. <laughs> <laughs> pay phone, wow. When the last time you saw a pay phone? Yep, it's been a minute. <laughs> One that actually you can put a quarter in. Yeah. Um. So she... She, it just, I think it all was like, what is this girl doing? I don't think she, it really clicked what the hell I was doing. Um, so when I got this prepaid phone, it came with cards and you were to fill out the card and put your number and name on it. So I would go to school and put, give them to my girlfriends and they'd be like, girl, what is this? Girl, this is my, this is my cell phone number. <laughs> so um this card the original cards had the house number and my pager number the second batch of cards i got another round of five thousand cards okay <laughs> though that had my pager and my cell phone number on it um and i got a lot of traction off of it i mean it just started i was still working um, I think at this point it was McDonald's and KFC or maybe McDonald's in the grocery store. But um I just got a lot of traction from that. I was doing my girlfriend's hair and you know, I was skipping school to do hair and um when we had the bomb threats, um we would, you know, leave before they really rounded us up on the field. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got my cell phone, so I'm like, Mom, we had a bomb threat. I'm going home. <laughs> and I would um I would do my girlfriend's hair or I would cook and fry chicken for them and stuff. So it was like head chicken and I mean <laughs> <laughs> Um But when I when I graduated being very salty um with Duval. Mm-hmm. I graduated being really salty because the, I did not um, complete my plan. Um, and I, I think that's why I just didn't... I kept my grades up, but I just didn't... I could have did... I knew I could have did better because I'm not a very smart child, um, but I just didn't apply myself because just, I just lost sight of what's next. Like, I'm not doing hair. I don't, I mean, I'm doing hair, but I don't have a license. I'm not going to get the license. Who the hell is going to pay for hair school? My mom is like, absolutely not. You need to go to college. That's the only thing I'm going to help you pay for. And I'm like, damn, plan destroyed again. So I go, I I went to PG for a semester Mm -hmm. and, um, I hated every single moment of it. I just was like, this is literally the 13th grade. (laughs) It is. They were not lying. These are all the people I went to school with. We just in another building, catching a damn metro bus to this building. And I hated it. I took management, math 101 or 102, and English 101. And I did very good in the classes. Somewhat, I think I, I think I did. I actually did. I actually got a seat in that math class, 
and got an A in the damn English class. <laughs> <laughs> you was now, like, all, all through high school, I got C's in English and A's in math. And it flip-flopped when I got to the first year of PG. Interesting. And um, in my management class, I got an A. And, I, and my major was everybody's major was business administration. Let's let's start there. Okay. <laughs> everybody's major, if it wasn't computers, it was business administration because business administration covered finance, accounting, whatever. And at, at the time, you know, I told my parents I was going to be an investment banker. I mean, at least that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> and I was on that path or whatever. And it was supposed to be a concentration in finance. Um, definitely good with the numbers, definitely good with the math. And I just, I, I, it, I just was in a daze. I felt like I was in a daze in that semester because it, I didn't want to be there. And so I completed the semester, but I was investigating hair school. Like, how can I get in there? And I was just so green to it. I didn't, so green to the process. Um, cause it's like, Somebody's telling you, no, you can't. I'm not helping you pay for it. And then somebody has told me it's not attainable the freeway. And that's the way I was going to attain it. So I just didn't know. Like, it just kept being snatched from me. So I just, I don't know. I don't know why I thought getting into hair school was going to be like this big, hard thing. And it, it really wasn't. It, I had to make it pop. So I talked to my mom. I told her I wanted to leave PG and go to hair school. And she said, absolutely not. And one of the agreements was to stay in her house was you had to work and go to school. And I was working. I was working. I was doing hair. Um, I wasn't, like I said, I was going to PG, but school was not hair school for her. She did not want that for me. She wanted a call her. Her thing was college education was going to get me further than hair. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't feeling that. I knew college wasn't going to be it for me. Like I just, that investment banker shit was, it was just bullshit. Yeah. Um, and then she, she said, call your father, ask your father. So I called my dad and I never got around to the conversation. Um, because I was just afraid what he was going to say. And so I started hair school and he would call and ask me how school doing. He's talking about college. I'm talking about hair school. It's good. <laughs> what's, what's going on in school? Everything's great in school. I'm doing good in school. Hair school. <laughs> <laughs> but how I got into hair school, I knew that I had to keep my grades up in PG. Because I got a Pell Grant to go to PG and it paid for that whole semester. Mm-hmm. And because I left um, mid-year, I knew that I had to keep those grades up in order for me to transfer that Pell Grant. So I took the Pell Grant money from PG and that's how I got into hair school. I have that now I was still under a certain age. Mm-hmm. And so when you do, even it still stands to this day, when you do your FAFSA form, um, if a Pell Grant or no, if a loan comes up, you got to put your parents' name on it first. 
and then they have to be, um, if they're denied, then it will default to the child's name. And so when I came home with the paperwork, my mom was like, no, mm. no, 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 not putting that in my name. No. So she filled it out and she filled it out to the point she knew it was going to be denied. And they did. And it defaulted to my name. Great. Let's go. I'm in head school. So I'm in head school, but I have this arrogance with me. Like, oh, I've been doing here. <laughs> I've been doing this. I've, this has been my whole life. <laughs> I don't need to really be here. I just need to get the paper. Yeah. So I kind of like, was like, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to sign. I'm going to leave. <laughs> wow. So I, I was, you know, you do the first classroom. You do, it's the first classroom. Uh, no, let me see. You do one classroom and then you do the floor. You do 350 hours on the, on, in the first classroom. And then you go to the second classroom. You go to 750 and then you do the rest of your time on the floor. So in the first classroom, I really did pay attention. And that's when I felt like, I don't need this. I just need the paper, blah, blah, blah. I'm better than, pretty much I thought I was better than everybody in there. I could do hair better than everybody in there. And it took me till I got to the second classroom that I had to really tell myself, I don't know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I really need the school to teach me. I don't even have the tools, knowledge or nothing like I thought I did. So I, I learned, I did learn a lot in hair school. I had to humble myself because I was not the queen of hair like I thought I was. Um, but I, I floated through school in and out, skipping, da, 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 da. And I got to the floor and I had my, my, I, I remember all my teachers. Miss Nikki was my first teacher and I still stay in touch with her to the day. And then my floor teacher though, Miss Cheryl, and she's still at the school. Man, this woman, she would send us home, man. Pedicures were coming in. And I, I wasn't there to do no damn pedicures. I was there to do hair. Mm-hmm. So these old ladies were coming in with, oh, my Jesus, the worst feet in the world. <laughs> pedicure, pedicure. But you hear, it's cosmetology school. Mm-hmm. It's not hair school. It's all aspects of the beauty culture. So what falls under cosmetology besides? Esthetician. Pe- okay. That's waxing. Waxing, facials, nails, a little bit of massage, like very generic massage, Mm -hmm. and then hair styling. So it's really beauty culture. Most states call it a beauty culture license. So I guess you would consider that uh, a luxury scale. It's providing luxuries for people opposed to. I don't think hairstyling is a. I don't think it's a luxury. I think these are things that you need. But you can't like claim it on your taxes. Yes, you can. I I ain't know that. It listen listen. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, I said I want to go for investment banking. Technically, I wanted to be an accountant if that was my backup plan. So taxes is my thing. Okay. If you have a grooming standard for work, you can write it off on your taxes. Think about this whole coronavirus. Mm -hmm. The first time they wanted to open up salons, you had to get a letter 
from your employer saying you had a grooming standard. And that's why that's the only way that we were able to work is if you came in and um, if that client came in with a letter from their job saying they had a grooming standard. Um, now, I didn't do that. I, I was lying on nobody here. I'm staying at home <laughs> <laughs> until I could do everybody's hair. Um, but no, I, you can. You, there are ways to write off certain things. You got to prove it, but you can write off some of those things. There are grooming standards. Some people just can't do hair. Um, so yeah, you can, you can, don't do, don't, you can. So I guess that was mainly for essential workers. Yes. Okay. You had to be essential and you had to have a letter. Okay. So, um, but yes, uh, hair school humbled me. I got out of there by the skin of my teeth. And, um, I, I rolled right into my first shop. And that was clean months, but that wasn't my first shop. The first one that I signed up for was the nail salon two doors down and then Clemont and um, his, um, he was working with Zoe, saw me outside and was like, so yo, you going to be working at Phillips doing nail, uh, doing hair? I was like, yeah, you know, and um, they, they did something. They undermined him and built out something in the back for me. And I was at Clemont's. I think I was there for like eight years. And it was literally the the movie barbershop. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> All types of stuff. <laughs> they, literally. They should have. They When we saw, when we finally at the barbershop saw the movie, we literally was like, you are Eve. You are this person. <laughs> you are that. You are definitely Eve. <laughs> Because wow. <laughs> I would curse them guys out, and um, I love working there. I just want—I was so ready to work in my field, but I just wish I had a little more knowledge um, to save to um, just. I—I—I. I, I, it was a good starting point, but I think I, not to say I was better than that shop, but I could have pushed myself to do better sooner. Um, and got I, got out early on y'all. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was it was good. He he really gave me a chance. I again I came in with some arrogance because he was like, "You got clientele, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I got clientele." So I got there first week, first three days, no clientele. <laughs> <laughs> Not a damn clientele. <laughs> Beeper ain't going off. Phone ain't going off, man. I'm like... So that happened because you were in school um, trying to get your license and you didn't keep up like your normal customer base? I did keep up with my customers. Um, but in order for me to keep up with my customers, I had to get either do it before school or do it after school. So I chose both. Okay. And so... That's when the whole five o'clock in the morning thing started. Like, I'll have people come to the house at five, six in the morning and they hear done. And then my clients were good to me, man. These these ladies, man, they were everything to me. My clients are everything to me. Um, if you started with me before I got to hair school, man, um, these ladies will come get their hair hair done, drive me to hair school. <laughs> hmm. 
or they would pick me up from head school after I was done and take me home to get their hair done. I, I mean, I, it was just the greatest thing <laughs> in the world. You getting paid and people are driving you around. <laughs> That's dope. Oh, I'll come get you, girl. Oh, girl, I'll take you to school. Then when I started working at Clemont's, I still wasn't driving. And they would pick me. They were like, girl, I'm going to come pick up in your house, girl, because I got to be at the shop at five. And I need to be to work at nine. And uh, I'm like, okay. I just, <laughs> I don't know. It's all love. That's dope. Um, <laughs> But the, the first three days, the I think the problem was I had did everyone's hair and transitioned to go to the nail shop and work. Um, and I was trying to move in that, like, I gave myself, like, two to three days to move. But then when Clemont swooped in, and he cleaned up that room in, like, 24 hours for me to go in there, uh-huh. um, it threw me off. Like, I, I just didn't have anybody's hair to do. So, I think I paid him $80 the first week. <laughs> a typical boot front is, like, 200 plus. A week? A week. Okay. I paid him $80. I think I paid that gentleman. <laughs> $80 for like the first year I was in that shop. Ain't nobody I know can say that they ever paid $80 a week to work and pocketed all of their money. So it picked up for me. He brought me in clients. The other barbers bar- uh, brought me in clients. I still was getting cards made. I was still pounding the pavement um, with flyers and cards. I mean, my car, my car, me, Going neighborhood to neighborhood, putting out cars. That was nothing to me. It was just part of the gig. Mm-hmm. And, um, so the clients was, it was picking up for me and it was a lot of money, but I was also 19 and I, I didn't party in school. My parents did not allow that. So I'm grown and now my girlfriend took, take the, I met up with one of my girlfriends in his school that, um, went to middle school with me. And so she would pick me up and she took me to my first go-go. And man, just like a crackhead. It was, <laughs> it was over from there. <laughs> Every freaking night we was out partying, spending money, buying up the bar, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then, you know, with my other girlfriends, you know, they would think, you know, my girlfriends are good to me. They, so I didn't drive. I don't know why. I think my mom bought me a car. That car didn't last long. And <laughs> that was like really short lived. And so they were like, Oh, just come out, get you girl. I'll come pick you up. And I just, we spent so much money and I just, I was collecting so much cash. And if I just would have been smart enough to save it, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, mm. um, but I that's the only, that's one of the regrets saving the money because I was making it. Um, but then I left Clemont's. We got into a little situation. Um, it was an older shop, uh-huh. and we 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 got into a situation. <laughs> <laughs> it was time to part ways. It, it was time to part ways. Um, and my attitude was my attitude. I got an attitude, but my attitude was way worse when I was working at his shop. Like I was really, really raw at that shop. Um, I would curse, cut my eyes. It was just now when I tell you like Barber Shop the movie mm-hmm. for real. I was always, you know, cursing them out. But 
in all of that attitude, I knew what I wanted for myself. I knew what I wanted my place to look like. Um, so I started getting things done. Um, I, I did go back. I knew after two years of being on my license, I could go back and teach. That was something I wanted to really do and give back. So I went back to Hair Academy and I taught. Um, I taught for a year and a half, 2005 and 2006. And it was the greatest thing in the world, but the worst thing in the world. And I utilized that money to um, furnish all new furniture in the back of that barbershop and in the way that I wanted it. Pink is my favorite color, so I wore all pink chairs. Um, black. I wanted a black and white floor. Um, I wanted... I wanted the black and white floor, so I got the checkerboard floor. Um, man, it, it just, I, I wanted, in my mind, that's just what I saw, the, what I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I did, it's a funny story. We, I did paint it gray back there, because in my mind, I wanted this gray wall. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Who told me gray was a good color for the wall? <laughs> man, the owner, Cleanwalk, came in and he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like a goddamn submarine back here. <laughs> Damn. He was like, "You gotta get this off the walls. You gotta get this. You gotta get this off the wall." He's like, "You, you, no, we can't do this." So we changed the paint, man. Oh man, I gotta find that picture. Um, it was perfect. It was gorgeous. It was perfect. Um, there was still some flaws in the shop. It was an old shop, old shopping center. It needed a lot of updating. Um, they were still using the twirling fuses instead of the, you know, the switches. Yeah. And so one morning, my, my final time there, um, I had like four dryers. These are, this is all my furniture. I had four dryers across in the back and I had like three or four clients. You know, I started like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. I got clients under the dryer and the fuses blow. Wow. It is five something in the morning. Who do I call? I don't know nothing about no fuses. I didn't even know they didn't have a box. I thought they had a switch that I'm like, shoot. So I'm calling Cleanup. Calling Cleanup. Cleanup, Cleanup, Cleanup. He ain't picking up the phone. So I'm mad, 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 mad. There was a barber that started every other week. He would start at 4.30. And um, he helped me move the chairs out to the front. So I'm, you know, so the dryer chairs are now in the barbershop part. Okay. So I can dry these clients and get them out of there. I'm still trying to call clean my call boyfriend at the time, now husband, Patrick Patrick. Patrick! <laughs> <laughs> Man! Damn! I'm up the phone! Clients everywhere! <laughs> just, just, just utter panic. I don't, one thing, man, I'm, listen. <laughs> I don't like for my clients to spend any extra time in my chair than that, that needs to be. Now, we can kick it. We can have a good time. We can cut up. We can have some drink, drink. We can do whatever. But one thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to hold you. Mm-hmm. So, I have a thing that my clients, if you get in like a rock and curl, blowout, you know, simple stuff, you're only going to spend like an hour and 15 minutes with me. And that hour and 15 minutes, we are cutting up. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna hold you. And that that was that's my thing. That's my edge. That's what keeps me in business. Because if you have a four or five o'clock appointment, you can time me to a T. You know if you come at five in the morning, you're gonna be out by six, six, fifteen. 
That's it. That's all. There is no, that whole, man, I spent the whole day in the shop. We not doing it. I'm not doing that. I, I've never wanted to do that. And it also, it comes from never working in a shop for real. I've never, I've never gone to a shop to get my hair done. And I've never worked in a shop to see the bad habit. And that's not how I was trained in school. My teacher, Miss Cheryl, when we were on the floor, man, she, she would push us so fast. Like if I, if I didn't complete a roller set, if I didn't roll somebody's hair in 10 minutes, she would send me home for the day. Okay. Like, who you can't roll nobody's hair in 10 minutes with like 15 rollers. Like, I can roll three. <laughs> and she would send us home. Um, so the timing was always my like I feel like she embedded in that, embedded that in me. Timing, time management. So that is my claim to fame. I am never late. If I'm late, something's really wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm never late. I don't make any excuses why I'm late. Um, I don't like for clients to be late. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a clock over my door at Clemont's in the shop after that, and the clients would be <laughs> some of the clients would say to me, I'm always scared when I'm late because every time we walk in the door, you don't even look at it, you look right at the clock. <laughs> <laughs> So I, um, you know, I, you know, that ended. Patrick saved me. He got, we got some infusion from 7 Eleven, and we, I was on and popping for the rest of the day. Cleon comes in. I cursed him from <laughs> the, I, oh my God. It was, oh my, I, I should have been ashamed of myself. <laughs> then he sent me a text message and said, do not come back. Pretty much, I was fired the next that that same day. It was either the same day or the next day. I I think I had got a card that time. I was my little censurer, and I told Patrick, "Man, let's go, man. We got some. We, we let's go. We pulling up." And I that censurer was on two wheels into that shop because I was gonna curse him, cut him, pound him into the pavement for firing me. Mm. And he, um, I got up there acting like a damn clown, um, totally out of proportion, uh, um, the situation. And, um, I, another humbling moment because I had spent so much damn money. I didn't have 